All right, Shabbosai, good morning, good morning, a good tevach. Hopefully everyone had a beautiful and uplifting, rejuvenative Shabbos. And a great school to begin another week of learning together. To begin by thanking our sponsors for this morning, share to thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Sivan. Paul and Kathy Pollock for get, dedicating all the Sherman Drushals this month. In the Schuss of the Fushlema for Kathy's sister, Donna Baker Matson, we hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, she will have a complete and enduring refuah. Right, we thank our Day of Learning sponsors, Philip and Judy Sanfield from California, in loving memory of Phyllis Fingeret Broad Vega Bas Shmuel on the occasion of our first yard site. We thank our Dafyomi sponsors today, Matt and Diane Marks, in memory of Patricia Zivi, beloved mother of Diane Marks. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, all of the Nishamas will have an Aliyah and the families a Nechama. But with that, let us begin. We have a great daf out of us today. Today's daf is Chavav 26. And we are picking up Emirates Hashem at the Mishnah on daf Chavav. Hakosev Tovse Gitten. Mishnah says this also. Let's remember again, we've already established that in a get, and we're going to see by the way, it's not just in a get, it's actually really in, in every document. So there are two parts. There's what's called the toface and the Torah. The toface is the boilerplate part of the document, the part that is the same in every single document. The Torah is the part of the document which contains specific and unique information. So in the case of a get, in the case of a get, it'll be the information of the man's name, the woman's name, the place of the city, the place where the get is taking place, the date, the zman, and again, in a loan document, it'll be the name of the borrower, name of the lender, amount of the money, so on and so forth. So therefore, the Mishnah says as follows, If a person now, we'll say, if a sofer wants to write tov se'gitin, so let's say you have a sofer, and what does he want to do? He wants to have gitin on hand. He wants to have gitin on hand. So what he decides to do is he wants to write the boilerplate part of the document, right? The pro forma part of the document. So what's the he has to go ahead and leave blank the name of the man, the name of the woman, and the place for the date. Good. So we'll say, Rashi says, We're talking about over here, Sofer, who obviously gets paid for his work. And he wants to go ahead and have a document ready to go. In other words, also, if someone comes into a shop and they want to get... He wants to have it ready to go. So we'll say, this is purely a business issue. Right? It's a business issue. A sofer doesn't want it to be that someone's going to come into the store, right? need a get, need a get, and the sofer, meanwhile, is going to be busy with other shtaras, and he's going to be unable to go ahead and service this particular customer. So what he just wants to do is he wants to have getting on hand. So the Mishnah says, not a problem, you could do that with part of the document, as long as you leave out the couple-specific information from the document itself. Next, Shtari Milva, loan documents. So it's Arshiyaniach, Makom HaMilva, Makom HaLove, Umakom HaMos, Umakom HaZman. So I'll say similarly with loan documents, same idea. You can go ahead and write up the pro forma part of the loan document, once again, provided that you leave out the transi- transition, not transition, um, transaction specific parts. So name of the borrower, name of the lender. Makum just means like the space where it be written. So you leave out the name of the lender, name of the borrower, Makum Amos, the amount of money, and Makum and the date. And the date, good. So the Gemara goes weiter. So first of all, so I'm sorry, let me go back just for one second. I, I, look at Rashi. Go back to Rashi. So remember again, by Gitin, by Gitin, so Rashi said over here something very interesting. Rashi says, remember, the Mishnah says, you want to go ahead and write up the boiler part of the Shtaros, that's fine, but you have to leave out the name of the man, name of the interesting Rashi. Rashi says, Shimroa Tagar Benehem Lo Yomar Hareini Kosef Kalaget. So say this is pretty wild. So can you imagine the sofer, see right here, he goes for Shabbos lunch. To Ruven and Rachel, he's invited over, right? And he sees this marriage is a mess. He's like, you know what? Let me get a head start on this get, right? In other words, I, I see this is coming. I see this is coming, right? I, I, I don't want to, no need for them, for me to wait for them to come to me, right? Let, let me get started on this. So that's why the Gemara said, also, even though, even though, again, the sofa might know that this is coming down the pike, halacha he can only write the toface. Now we've seen this is the din by Gittin. This is also the din by general shtaras. So the example the Mishnah gave was now Shtari Haval, ultimately again in loan documents. So same idea with loan documents. Halach HaLamaisa can write the boilerplate. Anything specific needs to be left blank. Next, Shtari Mekach. 
They'll say sell documents. Sell documents. Sar Shaniach Makom Halokeach, Umakom Hamoker, Makom Hamos, Makom Hasada, Umakom Hasman. Ultimately, going to say, so again, you, you have a sale document, no problem. You can write the boilerplate part of it, but you have to leave out the name of the purchaser, the name of the seller, the amount of money, the location of the field, and the date, and the date. The Abba said, the Gemara says, all of this was done because of an enactment. The Abba said, the Gemara is going to explain what that statement means. What, what, first of all, what is it going on, and what's the takana? Next, I will say, Rabbi Huda posel bekulon. So I will say, this is fascinating. Rabbi Huda says, Halacha lamaisa, you can't do any of this. Posel bekulon means he, he, he does not agree with this ability to pre-write shtaros. And it sounds like what he's saying is, you cannot pre-write any part of the shtar. Posel bekulon. Rabbi Lazar, machshe bekulon. Rabbi Lazar says, ultimately, again, all of this is good. Now, I will say, what Rabbi Lazar over here is, Rabbi Lazar is agreeing with the first part of the Mishnah. Rabbi Lazar agrees. You could go ahead and pre-write what we'll call the toface part of the shtar. The boiler part of shtaros, you have to leave out the transitions, I keep saying transition, transaction-specific parts of the document. Chutz migitei nashim. The exception, of course, is forgetting. I will say, now take a look, take a look. Rashi says over here, Chutz migitei nashim, tigazrinon bahen, Toface atu Torah. So we'll see this in just a little bit. Shneimar v'kasav la So we'll say, so he, just to, to, so Rabbi Lozer says like this. Rabbi Lozer says, in theory, I happen to agree with the Tanakam of the Mishnah. I agree with the halacha as espoused. Namely, that for any shtar, you are allowed to pre-write the boilerplate part of the shtar. You have to leave out the transaction-specific part of the document. However, Rabbi Lozer says, but... I'm going to say you can't do it by Gin. But you just said you could. So we'll say what we're going to see in the Gemara, what Rashi already alluded to, is Rabbi Lazar is concerned that if we allow you to pre-write the toface, you're going to end up what? Writing, potentially coming to write the Torah. Now both say pre-writing the Torah is going to be a big problem. Why is it going to be a big problem? That's a Mishnah's off, the cost of law, the Shema. Because as we've already established, a get must be written the Shema. So I will say, writing a get, pre-writing the Torah part of the get, even though you have in mind for a specific couple, and even though what, maybe you're right, and you're actually going to come to you and get divorced, Lamaisi can't do that. So Rabbi agrees in principle that Allah Lamaisi, you can go ahead and pre-write the boiler part, the boiler, the boilerplate parts of the Shtar, but Allah Lamaisi, by getting, he's going to tell you, don't do it, lest you come to write the couple-specific information, and ultimately, again, then you have a problem with Lishma. So I will say, so this is our Mishnah. The, the point, so I will say, essentially, what we look at the Mishnah is there's really like three parts to the Mishnah. Part number one is the Mishnah espousing a concept. The concept is you can pre-write non-transaction-specific parts of the document, what the Allah calls tofes. Tofes can't pre-write Toref. What does that apply to, according to the Mishnah? What does that apply to? All documents. All documents. That's part one. Part two, Rabbi Huda says, no, you cannot do any of this. Posel, you can't do any of this. Now, why? We'll see in the Gemara. Part three, Rabbi Lazar, you can do all this. Rabbi Lazar agrees with the statement of the Mishnah, but says, but by getting, don't do it, lest you come to write the Torah as well. Beautiful. Now, let's see the Gemara. Amrad Huda Shmuel. So this says the Mishnah. Both say, you know what's also interesting about this? Obviously, what's driving this whole? What's driving? Well, actually, let's see the Gemara. Let's see the Gemara. Amrad Huda Mishnah. So Tzar Shianiach Af Mokom Hariat Muteres Lechol Adam. So both say. So if you remember again, if you remember again, Salach Alamaisa in the get in the get. So the most important line in the get is Hariat Muteres Lechol Adam. Remember, I'm going to say it's the exact opposite. The exact wording, the exact opposite of the wording that you use to get married is the exact opposite of the wording you use to get divorced. When a man gets married, he says to his wife, Hariat Mikudeshes Li Kedas Moshe And I will say, what does Mikudeshes mean? What does Mikudeshes mean? So again, I will say, Mikudeshes means exclusivity. Like when something is hektish, it is the exclusive property of the Beis HaMikdash. When a man says, the hallmark of marriage is exclusivity. Is exclusivity. 
Therefore, again, forgetting what is the phrase ultimately that activates Jewish divorce? Hariat muteres lechol adam. You're permitted to everyone. You're permitted to everyone. Now, I say, interestingly enough, that's how we're going to see. We're going to see that although you could attach certain conditions to a get, any condition that somehow binds the woman to her husband, by definition, prevents a divorce from being chal. We'll talk about that more in any event. So the Gemara says over here, Rishmuel says over here, even though the Mishnah just stated the name of the man, the name of the woman, the name of the place, the, name, the, the, the date, you also can't pre-write this line. Fascinating, right? Even though both sides, I just want to point out, it's the same line in every single get. So one might have thought that this is part of the Tophes, not part of the Toref, but because this is the actual line which activates divorce, it cannot be pre-written. Incredible, incredible. So the Gemara goes weiter. Rashi says over here, So af 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 makom hari at muntaras shegamze ikaro shall get. Because we'll say this phrase is the ikar of the get. Rabbi Lazar. So Rabbi Lazar here, and this reflects the Rabbi Lazar. Da amar da amar ede mesira karasi. So Rabbi Lazar, all right, all of this, and this really reflects the idea of Rabbi Lazar. Let's remember again. Let's take a step back. We keep always referencing back the same machlokes, Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Meir. What's that machlokes? What's that machlokes? Ede mesira karasi or ede chasima karasi. Remember, this needs to be emblazoned onto your brain, because this machlokis comes up every single sugya. Rabbi Lazar says, what creates the effectiveness of the get? The witnesses who witness the giving over of the get. Now, both say, if you hold Ede Mesira Karsi, what's the corollary to that? The corollary to that is Ksiva Lishma. The writing itself, writing of the get, has to be done Lishma. So if Rabbi Lazar, the Gemara is just pointing out, Rabbi is just pointing out, this whole Mishnah, which clearly requires Ksiva Lishma, Right? Because Rabbi says it's happening over here. If you don't need Ksiva Lishma, you could pre-write everything. Right? Because remember again, Rabbi Meir, who holds Eide Chasima Karsi, that it's the signatures on the Shkad that create the effectiveness of the get. Rabbi say, what has to be written Lishma? What has to be written Lishma? Only the signatures. A get does not have to be written Lishma. In Rabbi Meir's world, in Rabbi Meir's world, Rabbi say, if you want to be like the best sofer in town and pre-write every single get, with every single name variation known to Cloud Yisrael. Known to Cloud Yisrael. All right, you're not going to get the, perhaps like the newfound, you know, Israeli names, right? Okay, so those you're not going to be able to anticipate, right? So, uh, you know, whatever. Th- those you can't get. But Lamaisa, if you just want to go ahead and put every, you know, every variation, every variation of, uh, yeah, oh, every variation, ultimately, again, of biblical names, go for it, right? You, you can definitely do it. According to every mayor, we'll say, you can do that. You can do that. Because when you're married, you do not need ksiva l'shma. You don't need ksiva l'shma. All you need is chasima l'shma. So I both say, so now, Gemara says over here, so let's just trace the progression. So the Mishnah tells me, you can pre-write tofes, you can't pre-write toref. Good. Shmuel comes along and says, by the way, you also can't go ahead and pre-write the phrase, you are permitted for every man because that is, that is the ikr of the get. Now the Gemara says, by the way, whose opinion is being reflected here? Whose opinion? Whose opinion? Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar. Why? Rabbi Lazar holds a de mesira karsi, the witnesses who witness the giving over of the get, solidify the kashus of the get. He requires what? He requires what? Ksiv And that's this whole thing. Beautiful. To which the Gemara says, now, if you notice, by the way, there's been a trend. The last is now the third Mishnah in a row where we've established like Rebbe Lazar. Now, understand, these Mishnahis really flow one from the other. So now the Gemara is going to say, Now, why do we have to say by every single Mishnah that it reflects the view of Rebbe Lazar? It's clear. Remember, anytime you see in a Mishnah that you require Ksiva Lishma, that the Get has to be written, the Get itself is written in the Shema, that's always reflective of the position of Rabbi because Rabbi Meir doesn't require it. So why do you have to keep saying it every single time? I'll tell you why. We'll say ultimately, again, if it would have said only the earlier one, the first Mishnah, which is talking about writing on Mechobar, that's the case ultimately, again, where it affects the view of Rabbi Lazar, in Kosvin, Mishnah says you can't write, but Mechobar Lekarko, or you can't write the get on something that is attached to the ground, Vikatani kasvu, and it says, but if you did it, but if you did it, 
So therefore, again, I will say, so therefore that's clearly reflective of the view of Rabbi Lazar. Aval Seifa Diktoni, Shin Get but the Seifa that said that the authenticity of a get is only through its signatures, Eimer Rabbi Meir, he, Tamra Edi Chasim Akarsi, I would have said that reflects the view of Rabbi Meir, who holds Edi Chasim Akarsi, Vyashwa, you know, by he, and if we would have just said that, Mishnah Bahi, Nami Ikalok Makrab Lazar, you could, you could set up that Mishnah like Rabbi Lazar, Aval Ha, but this Mishnah, Eima, mit the Sefer Rabbi Lazar, Havi, Reisha Lav Rabbi Lazar, I would have thought that since the Seifa is Rabbi Lazar, the Seifa is not Rabbi Lazar, therefore it's Vicha. So I will say, bottom line, bottom line, even though it sounds a bit repetitive, that we're going out of our way to show that each Mishnah is reflective of the view of Rabbi Lazar, the Gemara demonstrates that you, you need to explicitly state it by each of the Mishnahis. Which I will say also is a, it's a fascinating lesson in life. And I think also a good Yisod, um, perhaps a good Yisod in parenting. I will say, you know, every parent knows that their children knows certain things. But as a parent, sometimes I have an obligation to go ahead and say something, even if my kid knows it. Certain, certain basic yisodos that I want my children to know in life. I know they know them. I know they know them. Now, part of the reason I know they know them is because I've said it a million times, right? The other reason I know that they know it is because hopefully I model it. And I will say some things, even if you know they know it, you still have to ultimately say it. Again, we, we, every family is different and every parent is different, but like the sodos in life that you want your children to know. Don't just assume because you've said it in the past and because you model it that they know it, keep saying it, keep reinforcing it over and over. You know what I'll say? Those are the things that when you say it, your kids roll their eyes about because you've said it a million times. I will say, but all of us know our parents said to us those things and we rolled our eyes when they said it. Mm-hmm. And now for many of us, they become the very tenants and very pillars upon which we have built our adult lives. It's the greatest tova we do for our children to say explicitly and to reinforce the most important yisodos we need them to inculcate within the identities they build. Was it ready to see this from? The Gemara. The Gemara. The Gemara says sometimes you just gotta say stuff even if you know that everyone knows it. Incredible. So remember again, the Mishnah said that this ability to pre-write, pre-write the toface, the toface, the boilerplate part of the shtaros is permitted because of the takana. What's the takana? My takana, Amra Yochanan, Mipnei takana sofer. Ultimately, it was because this is a takana for the sofer. It's a benefit for the sofer. Now we'll say that, okay, well, what's, what's the takana sofer? Ultimately, obviously, all of this, right, and all of this works because, oh, I should say, it's reflective of the view, ultimately, again, of Rabbi Lazar, who holds that Adi Mesira Karsi, right? Therefore, the Ksiva has to be the Shema. So take a quick look at Rashi. Rashi says over here, Mipnei Takana Sofer, it's about eight lines are from the bottom, ten lines are from the bottom. Mipnei Takana Sofer, Hitiru Lichtov Tofes, Shalolishma. See, I said, see, here's what's interesting. Remember, all of, we're, we're going now in the sheet of Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar holds Eidim Mesir Karsi. If you hold Eidim Mesir Karsi, then what? What's the halacha? What has to be lishma? The Ksiva. Now, we'll say, in a perfect world, which Ksiva is lishma? Which Ksiva is lishma? The whole thing. If you were asking how to go ahead and structure the ideal get, right? Okay, sounds like a strange thing to say, right? But if you're looking to structure the ideal get, in other words, you get a clean piece of parchment, and the sofer would write it from beginning to end for, for this particular couple. What the Mishnah is introducing us to is there's something called takhanas sofer. So takhanas sofer, Abosai, means that sofer get busy, and we want them, also remember again, we want them to be able to, to write this get when called upon, so we allow them to pre-write the toface part of the get. Obedinu, in reality, as we just said before, we would much prefer for the entire get to be lishma, right? We'd like even the toface. However, but ultimately, I would say the benefit, the takana. It's interesting. So, when you read the Mishnah, I would have thought, I would have thought actually, the takana is really for the woman, because as we've seen a number of times already, when it comes to a get, what's our goal? What's our goal? Get it done, get it done fast, right? That, that's our goal because 
we don't want the husband changing his mind. And now again, it could, yeah, what you brought to Gemara says, no, 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 the Takan is actually for the sofrid, which it all comes together. In other words, we want the sofer to be able to do this as quickly as possible because it's a benefit for the sofer, it's also a benefit for the isha, for the woman. But Lamaisa, in an ideal world, we'd have the entire get written the Shema, even the tofes, but we make a takon to benefit the sofrim that we allow them to pre write certain documents, or I should say, certain boilerplate part of the documents. So I will say, incredible. So now, Rabbi Huda Pulsa Bakulan. Yeah, I will say now, Rabbi Huda, remember, so now we're going through the Mishnah. Now that I know what the takana is, right? The takana ultimately is takana sasofrim, a benefit to the sofrim to allow them to pre write. Rabbi Huda, remember again in the Mishnah, Rabbi Huda said, you can't do any of this. You can't pre write anything. And if you pre write anything, the document is possible. Why? Rabbi Huda, possible. Kulan, Gazar, Tofes, Atu Toref, Gazar, Shtaros, Atu Gitin. Wow. So we'll say Rabbi Huda has quite a restrictive position. Rabbi Huda says, you cannot pre-write anything. What are we concerned about? We're concerned that if we allow you to pre-write the Tofes, what's going to happen? You're going to end up writing the Toref. Now, both sides, the truth is, by, by Gitin, that's a problem. By Shtaros, is it a problem? Not really. Not really. They both say, I want to point out something interesting. Technically speaking, even if you pre-write an entire loan document, right? Right. Let's say I'm about, I'm about to lend Ruvain. I'm about to lend Ruvain $10,000. I tell the sofa to assist. So for two weeks, I'm going to write Ruvain a document. Technically speaking, even if it's pre-written, it's not possible. The only thing you can't put in there is a date. Right? Date's going to be a problem. So you, can, you can't pre-date. But I will say, but Allah, 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 this is like this. What we're concerned about is, if we allow you to do this with other shtaros, you'll come to go ahead and do it by Gitin. So if Rabbi said, Rabbi Huda has a double chashash. Number one, we're not going to let you pre-write the tofes, lest you come to write the toref. And we're not going to let you do it by other shtaros, lest you come to do it by Gitin. So a very restrictive position. So essentially Rabbi Huda says, no pre-writing of anything. No pre-writing of anything. Rabbi Lazar, on the other hand, holds, Rabbi Lazar, mach shebekulon chutz nashim, Tofes atu toref gazer, shtaras atu gitin lo gazer. Nebos, and this is very interesting, Rebbe Lazar apparently holds that aloch in general by gitin, not a problem, sorry, general by shtaras, no problem. Pre-write the, boiler part, the boilerplate part of the shtar. Rebbe Lazar is machmir as by gitin. Rebbe Lazar does not allow you to pre-write gitin, even the tofes, why? Why, what are we concerned about? We're concerned that if we let you pre-write the tofes, you're going to come to what? Write the toref. So now essentially we have a three-way machlok. It's very, very exciting. Tanakama holds, Tanakama holds, you can pre-write the toe face of anything. Pre-write the toe face of anything. Rabbi Huda says, you cannot pre-write the toe face of anything. And Rabbi Lazar says, you can pre-write the toe face of everything other than gin, but we're not going to let you pre-write the toe face of gin. What are we concerned about? That if we pre- let you pre-write the toface, you're going to come to pre-write the Torah. And that is of significant concern. Jose, it was also interesting to kind of contemplate, um, you, you know, that this whole thing of Takonas HaSofer is to allow the Sofer to get a head start on something. You know, say I often find, I don't know if anyone else can relate to this, but, but, but in life, there's often like this tension between getting a head start on things, right, versus maximizing your presence, right? In order, you always want to be like a head. I always want to be a head. And being a head often goes ahead and says, you know, let me get a head start on this, a head start on this, a head start on this. But sometimes in life, I don't know if anyone ever feels this way, you could feel so overwhelmed, like getting a head start on everything, that, that the present moment, the quality of the present, becomes so fundamentally compromised. And I will say, there's a certain beauty in the position of Rabbi Yehuda. What's the beauty in the, right? It's almost like a, it's like a mindset. What's Rabbi Yehuda's mindset? Take it as it comes. Take it as it comes. Don't get a head start. Don't get a head start, right? Focus on what is in front of you right now. Don't pre-write, don't this, don't that. When it comes your way, Ultimately, again, you'll figure it out. See, everyone else, the Tanakhama and the Belazar, are all focused to a certain degree, to varying degrees. How can you get a head start on the things that may come down the pipe? And Rabbi Huda's like, 
Just take it as it comes. Just take it as it comes. It's just interesting. Just interesting in life. There's always so many things going on and you never want to be behind. So you get a head start on this, a head start on this, a head start on this. And then, let's say, you ever have it where you're old? This is like a therapy session. I feel like, okay. I just want to say, you ever have like a moment where you feel so overwhelmed trying to get a head start on everything. So suddenly, I'm overwhelmed, but not because of anything that's happening now, but because of stuff that's going to happen, but I want to get a head start on Sometimes it's good to be a Rabbi Yehuda of Chassid. Chassid, Rabbi Yehuda. You know what? I'm, whatever comes my way, I'll figure it out. But I'm not going to try to get in front of it right now. I'm just going to try to focus on my present, maximize the present, live the best life now, confident. Whatever comes my way, I'll figure it out. We'll see what that Allah Chalamai says just a little bit. And then most of the Gemara goes weiter. The Gemara says, Shenei Amar V'Kasov Lo, Ay V'Ha Ki Kasov Lo, Atorit V'Dichsev Nebos. And remember again, at the end of the Mishnah, Rabbi Lazar says, Rabbi Lazar says, while I agree that by all of the Shtaris, you could pre-write the Tophes, by Gittin you can't. Why not? Because the Pasuk says, the Kas of Law, Lishma. One second. The Kas of Law, Lishma, is a Din in the Torah. It's not a Din in the Tophes. So why can't you pre-write the Tophes? Ela'ima mishum shene'emar, the Kas of Law, Lishma. Rather, I will say, no, no, no. What it means is like this. Rabbi Lazar is concerned, as we just mentioned before, Rabbi Lazar is concerned that if we let you pre-write the Tophes, you're going to come to what? Pre-write the Torah. And that is a problem because a pre-written Torah ultimately, again, is in violation of Lishma. Remember, the Torah, which contains the couple's specific information, must be written at the actual time of divorce and only by the explicit command of the husband. I says the Gemara, Kasha, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi said, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Look what you just did. We just said that the ratio of the Mishnah, which allows you to pre-write a Tophes, but not pre-write a Torah, is reflective of the view of Rabbi Lazar, right? Who holds a de Mesira Karasi. So therefore, the Ksiva should be Lishma. Ksiva should be Lishma. Ideally, even the Tophes is Lishma. But because of benefit for the soul for him, we allow you to pre-write the Tophes, but not the Torah. But then at the end of the Mishnah, we quote Rabbi Lazar. Again, I will say, it's Sin Rabbi Lazar. Go to Rabbi Lazar who says that you can't pre-write the Tophes of the Get. So which one is it? To which the Gemara says, you're right. Trey Tanai Ali with Rabbi Lazar. I will say, this is Machlokas. This is Machlokas and what Rabbi Lazar said. Did Rabbi Lazar allow, again, I will say, to be clear, Obviously, the position of Rabbi that Eidim Mesira Karsi, and therefore Ksiva has to be Lishma, that's undisputed. That's undisputed. The question is, did Rabbi Lazar allow for the pre-writing of the Tophes? That apparently was a Machlokas. It's a Machlokas in Rabbi Lazar. Incredible. So the Gemara says, Shapsi Amar Chizkiyah Mishum Kitata. So we'll say, it's very interesting. So we'll say, so remember again, the, here, let's take a step back. The Mishnah said that the reason you're allowed to pre-write a Tophes, and I will say, remember again, if you're a purist, if you're a purist, are you pre-writing a toface? Are you pre-writing a toface? No. Why not? Why not? Mission reflects the view of Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar holds. Rabbi Lazar holds. One more time. Aidim Messiah Karsi. If you hold Aidim Messiah Karsi, right? Ultimately, Ksivas Rishwa. I'll say, right, we're going to get to a point where, where you're just going to be, people are going to find you in a corner rocking back and forth saying, Rabbi Lazar says Aidim Messiah Karsi, Ksivas That's my goal, right? That's our goal. Right? I'll say, and, right? and people are going to say, what's wrong? You're going to say, nothing. I just learned that field, right? That's it. That, that, that is our goal. That is our goal. I will say, so ultimately, yeah, so, just, so just to point out, just to point out, and therefore, according to me, right? Therefore, really, Maker Adin, you wouldn't pre write anything. You wouldn't pre write anything. But Allah Takana, we allow you to pre-write the Tophes. So now the Gimara said, what does it mean Mea Takana? What is Mea Takana? So so far we said Takana for the Sofrin. For the Sofrin. For the scribes to be able to go ahead and have at least a pro forma document on file. There was a Khonzagrib Shapsi, he says in the Mishum Kitata. So no, the Takana Bosai is because of fighting. They're both saying, now what does this mean? Kitata means discord. Look at Rashi. Twenty-six B, three lines down. Look at Rashi. Mishum Katata. Two second line in. Mipnei Atzakana Diktani Lava Ter Detopes Kai El Atzar Sheaniach Kai Mipnei Takanas Kitata. They both say, now listen to this. This is fascinating. So they both say, Chizkia says, Chizkia says, no, like this. The reason you cannot write in the couple's specific information is to avoid marital discord. Why? For Rabbi Meir, he, wow. 
And I'm say, and in fact, the Mishnah is the view of Rabbi Meir. And I'm say, remember again, what does Rabbi Meir hold? What does Rabbi Meir hold? The Amar Eide Chasim Akarsi. And I'm say, Rabbi Meir holds that it's the witnesses who sign on the Shtar who affect, who create the effectiveness, and it's the right. So I'm say, Rabbi Meir, which part of the document has to be the Shema? Which part of the document? Signatures of the witnesses, which means I'm say something amazing. According to Rabbi Meir, what can you do? What could a sofer do? What could a sofer do? Pre-write the entire get. Watch this. So the words Ubedinhu Dafilu Torah Nami Lichtov. So we'll say. So what happens? So in reality, you should be able to pre-write an entire get, even the Torah. Now, Bosi, now listen to this. The Zimnin the Shamale the Sofer to Gok Siv. Now, Bosi, now listen to this. What are we concerned about? What are we concerned about? That if a sofer could go ahead and write a get, pre-write an entire get, they will say, "What do we consider?" Now, can you imagine the following scene? Right, Rachel goes into the goes goes to the sofer to buy a mezuzah, to buy a mezuzah, right? And what happens? She hears him writing a get that Reuven is divorcing his wife for Rachel, right? Divorcing his wife Rachel, right? So Rachel, the wife of Reuven, goes in to buy a mezuzah. She hears a sofer is writing a get that Reuven is divorcing Rachel. So I both say. What's going to happen when she comes home? Oh, you know what's going to happen when she comes home. So, so therefore, again, there is a strong concern about a sense of marital discord that can be created unnecessarily, unnecessarily, if given are pre-written. So in order to avoid that, so the says, the Shomla of the Sofer, the Kaksiv, she hears the Sofer writing again for Ruben and Rachel, the Savra Ihu Ka'amarle, and she thinks it's her husband who commissioned this get, and I will say, this is going to cause incredible marital discord. So therefore, I will say, the Gemara suggests over here something amazing. So therefore, I will say, a totally different reading of the Mishnah. Maybe the Mishnah reflects the view of Rabbi Meir. And Rabbi Meir holds Eidi Chasim Akarsi. If you hold Eidi Chasim Akarsi, you could pre-write the entire get, everything. Names, dates you can't put in there because you can't pre-date, but names, locations, Hari Mutaris Tachol Adam, pre-write everything. I, but the Mishnah says, you can't. Why? What's the takana? We don't want quarreling couples. We don't want quarreling couples. We don't want a woman to hear right, some get that matches the name of her and her husband. And she's going to think that her husband has this plan. And I will say it's going to be a disaster. To avoid that, ultimately, again, we say this over. You can pre-write the toe but you can't pre-write the Torah. So listen to this, a third interpretation. A third interpretation, which is we allow them to pre-write to get ultimately because of Takana Sagunos. Now this goes back to what we kind of thought about before, which is it's in the woman's best interest to have what? To have documents available. To have a get somewhat of a get. So say some say this reflects the view of some say it reflects the view of mayor. So we'll say now listen to this. Rabbi Meir. So some say it reflects the view of Rabbi Meir, who holds Eidei Chassim Akarsi. They will say, meaning what? And therefore, I'm sorry, Eidei Chassim Akarsi. In reality, according to Rabbi Meir, you should be able to pre-write a get in its entirety. They will say, now watch this. So technically speaking, a get could be, right according to Rabbi Meir, a get could be written in its entirety. Beforehand. They will say, what are we concerned about? Couple's gonna have a fight. Couple's gonna have a fight. The Rasa Chale, and ultimately again, he's gonna get angry at her. Vizarek Lenehila, and he's going to throw a get at her. Uma'agin. Right? Umosiba. And ultimately, we'll say, Ma'agin in this context doesn't mean make her an Aguna. Ma'agin in this context means make her a divorcee. We'll say, watch this. Rabbi Meir will say like this Why don't we allow pre writing of a get? Rabbi say, Why don't we allow pre writing of a get? We'll say, Here's the problem with a pre written get. A pre written get is too readily available. And what are we concerned about? Well, say this, this is such a good muster because I would venture to say all of us have done this. In the heat of a moment of marital discord, right? Let's say, you say stuff that you're like, I can't believe I said that. Or I can't believe I did that. So we'll say, what are we concerned about? If a get is readily, right? If you can get an off-the-shelf get, right? You can get an off-the-shelf get, I will say. We are concerned that in a moment, in a heated moment of marital conflict, what are you going to do? You're just going to give your wife a get. And I will say, Uma'agela. Ma'agela doesn't mean you're going to make her an aguna. Ma'agela now means that she's a single woman. You've, you've just divorced your wife unnecessarily in the, heat of, in the heat of the moment. 
Amr Sigmar says Umosa. Amr Labalaz is Umosa. Amr Amri Rebelazar, he, Tamar Edim Sira Karsi. So I'll say other same or reflexive Rebelazar, who holds Edim Sira Karsi. So in the Alti Rebelazar, remember again, again, it has to be the written Lishma. Or Bedin, who I feel topis Namilo Lichtov. But in reality, ultimately, again, you really even shouldn't be able to write the toface. The Zimnin, the Baila Mesel Medina Sayam. Sometimes the husband is going to go overseas and he wants to take care of the get before he travels. They're not going to be able to find a sofer. What's going to happen? Again, this will say is the more classical interpretation of it, which is a concern that he's going to be ready to go ahead and divorce his wife, but now he's going to be traveling, gone for an extended period of time. And if there is no form of get readily available, Ultimately, again, she could become an aguna. So therefore, I will say, it turns out that we have four different interpretations of what the takana is. Possibility number one is the takana ultimately is a benefit to the sulfurin, that the sulfurin have a get readily available, and it reflects the view of Rebelazrol's Eidim Mesira Karasi. And in reality, again, we'd rather not have any part of the get pre-written. We'd rather write everything at the time, but for the benefit of the sulfurin, we allow them to pre-write the boilerplate part of it, the toface. That's interpretation one. Interpretation two, the Takhana Rabosa is actually, is actually reflective of the view of Rabbi Meir. And Mepnea Takhana means we don't, ideally, we don't, according to Rabbi Meir, the entire get could be pre-written. But we tell the sofa to leave out the couple's specific information so as to avoid any sense of marital conflict. The last two interpretations Rabosa is Mepnea Takhana, Ultimately, again, is mitnei takhanas agunos. That means something different for different people. According to Rabbi Meir, technically speaking, you could have an entire get pre-written, but we don't have that in order that a man doesn't summarily divorce his wife. And according to Rabbi Lazar, we're concerned that if he does want to give his get, the get to his wife, if the get has to be written from scratch, he's not going to want to wait around, and he's going to leave her an actual aguna. So Rabbi said these are the different interpretations, ultimately, again, of the Takana. Umakom Azman. So I will say again, furthermore, you have to go ahead and leave out. I will say, I'll just, I'll just mention, but I'll just read you the Rambam. The Rambam does say as follows. This is Rambam Hilchos Gerushin, Perek Gimel, Halacha, Halacha Zayin. Halacha, yeah, Halacha Zayin. Listen to the Lashon over here. He says, Mepnei Takanas Sofer, Hetiru Chachamim Lusofer, Shiyichtov Tov Segin, Bianiach Mokom Aish, Umakom Aisha, interesting. So the Rambam, the Rambam adopts the position that ultimately, again, this is Takana Sofer. Right? First of all, I'll say, this is how we pass Allah on Isa, that you could actually, Sofer could pre-write the boilerplate part of the shtar, so you could go ahead and re- pre-write the, the pro forma part of the shtar, and then ult- but again, leave blank, the name of the husband, name of the wife, ultimately again, the, the location, the date, and the phrase, hariat mutaras l'chal adam, those have to be left out, and can only be filled in, ultimately again, when the husband commissions the writing of the get. Now I'll say, I'll just point out to you, we're not gonna do this now, but the Ramam's Lush is very interesting. The Ramam says, you have to be able to write these parts, the Shema, and then afterwards, the witnesses have to sign the Shema. So I will say, a little bit of a window into the position of the Rambam, that we're going to see the Rambam essentially is going to hold like both Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Elazar, and Rabbi Meir. Then Allah so you really need both Ksiva of the Get Lishma and Ksiva Lishma. So I will say, well, again, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this. Now, whether or not that also means you also need Adi Nasira, is a different discussion. Okay, but we'll get to that in any event. Let's say, let's go back to Makom Azman. So you also have to leave the place of the date blank as well. Kaposik Vitani. Now, let's say, here's what's interesting. Now, remember, Kaposik Vitani, Loshtamina Nisuva, Loshtamina Erisin. Now, let's say, if you notice, by the way, the Mishnah is not making a distinction between whether you're getting divorced from Erisin or from Nisuin. Let's talk about this in just a moment. Let's say, once, once a couple enters into Erisin, I was remember again, so we do everything, we do everything together under the chuppah. But Lamaisa, it is important to understand that in reality, historically, marriage was divided up, right? First, a man would go ahead and give the woman an item of value. I mean, you could, you could affect Kiddushin in three ways. But this man is giving her an item of value. He says, right? Sorry, 
So when he's Mikadishar, they're married. They can't live together, but they're married. So say, now what that means is, if they decide they don't want to go forward with Nisuin, they still require a get. Right? You need a get from, from Eros and from Kiddushin as well. And I will say, now what the Gimam just pointing out over here is we want to notice something interesting, which is that the, our Mishnah, when it's discussing Gittin, makes no distinction whether or not the get is being given from Erisin or from Nisuin. Right? Either way, the Mishnah says if you're giving right, a get, the sofer can pre-write the boilerplate parts of the shtar, but cannot pre-write the date as well as other items. Now, both saying, the Gemara says that's very interesting. So listen to this. So the Gemara says, Bishlama minani suin. So I say, I understand why you can't go ahead and pre-write the date when you're talking about a get from Nisuin. Why? Remember again we had last week. Why do you have to date a get? Why do I have to put a date in it? So remember we'll say there are two reasons. We had a machlokis. One opinion said, What are we concerned about? A man is married to his niece. Right? The niece committed adultery. Because it's not just his wife, but it's also his relative. He has Rachmanas on her. So he has a great idea. What is he going to do? He's going to give her a get without a date. Get without a date. Back to Rabosai, when witnesses come and claim that she committed adultery, what is she going to do? She's going to pull out her get. She's going to claim she was divorced. And no one could contest that because there's no date in the get itself. The other possibility, Rabosai, is why do we put a date in the get? So that the husband should not illegally take the payros of his wife's property. Since he's only entitled to payros during their actual marriage, we're concerned that if there's no date in the get, even after they're divorced, he's going to continue selling her payros. And that's illegal. So to put an end to that, ultimately we put a date in the get. So the Gemara says, the Gemara says, so if we're talking about a divorce from Erosin, sorry, from Nisuin, both of these reasons apply. However, Elamina Erosin, but I will say, if we're talking about a divorce from Erosin, Interestingly enough, we're talking about a divorce from Erosin, Remember again, I said the concern about covering for your wife, who's also your niece, that applies. Because also remember again, there is an Isra adultery even during Erison as well. But if it's about Peros, I will say ultimately again, a husband doesn't get Peros during Erison. We, we haven't discussed this, but we'll see this. The right to a wife's property, to use wife's property, only comes after Nisuin. So I will say, here's what's interesting. So essentially what the Gemara is asking is like this. In the case of a couple who's getting divorced from Erosin, if you hold the reason for Zman is that the husband doesn't misappropriate Peros, that reason doesn't apply during Erosin. And in fact, you should be able to predate. When I say predate, put in that date now. In other words, if the sulfur knows that the couple is coming to them today, there's no reason why that morning he can't put the date in the document. Amrav Amram Hanmosa Shamis Minedula. The Amar Mishum Takanas Vlad. Rav Amram said, I, I heard, I heard in the name of Ula that the reason you can't do this is because of Takanas Vlad, a benefit for the child. Okay? So the Gemara says, what, what does that mean? Velo Yedana Mainihu. But I never really had any idea what this was talking about. But Kevan, then I heard the following. I heard the following. What did I hear? Haomer Kisfu get so listen to this interesting case. A man says, a man says to the sofer, do me a favor, do me a favor. Right now I'm betrothed, right? I have Arison. I'm going to do Nisuin and then I'm going to divorce this woman. So do me a favor, do me a favor that ultimately, again, ultimately, go ahead and write for me a get that will be chal after I go ahead and I get married. So I will say, what's Talacha? So ain't get. Ultimately, again, it's not a good get, right? You can't do such a get like this. Now, what's the reason? What's the reason? I will say, why not? Now, I will say, now here's what's interesting. Here's what's interesting, I will say. So ultimately, again, what, what the husband will call him, Ruben, is asking from the sofras like this. Right now, Ruben has Erisin with Rachel. He tells the sofra, I'm going to marry her, and then I'm going to divorce her. So write a get for me now that I can utilize after we get married. To which the Gemara says, you can't do that. Why? Rabbi say, there's a concern. Here's the problem. 
let's say they, they have Nisuin and then Rachel becomes pregnant and then Ruven uses that get. So I will say, what's going to end up happening? What's going to end up happening? When you look at the dates, what is it going to look like? What is it going to look like? That Rachel was divorced before she became pregnant. Which I will say, now again, what's the status of a child born out of wedlock? What's the status? Caution. Nothing wrong. But I will say, but it is what's called Pigam Mishpacha. Pigam Mishpacha doesn't look nice. Doesn't look nice, right? I will say, it is, it's, it's a blemish. It's a blemish on the family. So I will say, so again, here's, a, so again, just one more time to go over this case. So right, Ruvain has had Erisin with Rachel. Ruvain tells the sofer, I'm going to do Nisun, but I'm telling you, after Nisun, I'm divorcing her. So just write for me, write a get for me now. We're not going to have time to ensure because we're returning all of our gifts, right? So just write, so just go ahead, just, just write for me, write, write for me, uh, write for me, uh, uh, I, um, uh, I, go ahead and write for me a, a get now. And I want to use that to, someone says, you can't use it. Now, it's interesting, why can't you use it? You can't use it because of the date issue. Because if she becomes pregnant, it's going to look like the get was given before she became pregnant. That's the problem over here, giving a get during Eresin as well. That's the problem as well. I will say that if it turns out that if it turns out that she's pregnant, which I will say we'll talk about, we'll talk about pregnant during Eresin. Yeah, sometimes sometimes it happens. I will say so. So Lamaisa, so Lamaisa, we'll talk about that in a separate sugya. I will say so. Right. Hopefully there'll be a daft that falls out in the Shabbos, right? So, you know, right? So the Gemara says, says like this. So the Gemara says that what we're concerned about is if we allow you to go ahead and pre-write, and if we allow the sofer, so I'll say, so here's what's interesting. See, even though based on the reasons we gave for a date, right, for date and a get, either Shemi Yechah or Peros, technically, again, those sound like this, right? Shemi applies, Peros doesn't apply, there is a general concern of Gita Kodim Lumna. We're concerned in general about dating a get prior to actual divorce and of the concern that she may be pregnant. And ultimately, again, it may look like the get was given before she became pregnant. Ultimately, it was like Halacha Sekh Rabbi Lazar. Rashi says, Okay, so I kind of gave it away a little bit. Right here, the Gemara says, We'll say, which Rebbe Lazar? Rebbe Lazar at the end of the Mishnah who says, You cannot pre-write the Toface of a Get. We're concerned that if you pre-write the Toface, you'll come to what? Write the Torah as well. So, Rav said about Rebbe Lazar, ultimately, again, that he was the best, the smartest of all the Chachamim, the best of the Chachamim. Is this taloka by Shashtaras as well? That you can't pre-write, that you can't pre-write. Shashtaras, ultimately, ultimately, actually, if you take a look at Rashi, Rashi says, Rashi says, Afilu Bishashtaras, the my depolok of Allah, the Rabihuda, the Amar, the Akshabitov say Shtaras, Amra Mami Al Khabazar Timya. So we'll say it's not remember again. So the Mara wanted to say this, the Allah Khazar namely, by Gitin, you can't pre-write the topics. But remember, Rabbi Lazar held, by other shtaros, you can pre-write the topics. So does the halacha follow Rabbi Lazar by other shtaros as well? So remember again, asharta dani rabosei is on a document, on a document rabosei, let's say you have a loan document, and the authenticity of the document was challenged. So they would have a process called Kiyim Shtaras. What's Kiyim Shtaras? You certify the signatures of the witnesses on the document. So Allah say, after Beisdin does that, what they do is they write like a note on the document itself. That's called an Asharta Didaini, that they certified, they certified the, the signatures. I will say, let's say Beisdin knows they're going to end up certifying the signature, and they pre-write this certification document. It's possible. It's possible. Why? Alma mechsika shikra. See, Rabbi say why? Because even though they're going to actually come to certify it, pre-writing a certification looks false, right? It looks false. Hachinami mechsika shikra. Rabbi say, but ultimately, again, so to over here, pre-writing a document, right? Rabbi say, let's say for example, pre-writing a loan document or pre-writing a sale document. Also, it's mechsei kishikra. It looks false. People say, why does it look false? Why does it look false? 
the transaction didn't occur. I but this is not true. Bid Rav Nachman. Based on Nachman, I'll say what Rav Nachman say. Dam Rav Nachman. Omer Hayu Rabbi Meir. Meir used to say as follows. Which part of the get has to be written in the Shema? Signatures of the witnesses. Therefore, technically, you could pre-write, you could pre-write everything. Watch this. But you're walking along, right? Ruben's walking along the road. He finds a get with his name and his wife's name, the city's name. Everything is perfect. Chasmu v'nastola. He has witnesses sign on it, and then he gives it to her. Kasher. Ultimately, I don't say it's kasher. That was saying, what do you see from here? Ba'fidu rabbanu lo pligi alei drabimeir ela begitei noshim te'ba'inan k'siv l'shma. And even the rabbanon ultimately, again, only they only argue on Rabbi Meir in the case of a get of a get isha because by get isha you need l'shma. But however, v'abashar shtaros lo. But by shtaros lo, supposed to say you see that halacha l'maisa there is no problem pre-writing them. This is fascinating. This is fascinating. We'll say, this is incredible. We'll say, let's say, let's say Ruben lends Shimon $10,000. Okay, we'll say, so now what happens? Baruch Hashem, Shimon pays back the debt. Now we'll say, Shimon wants to borrow another $10,000 from Ruben. So we'll say, he says, great, you still have that document? Still have that document? Let's just reuse that document. Now, both say, now, leaving aside the date issue that may exist, the Gemara says, you cannot go ahead and reuse that document. Why? Because they both say, a document creates a sheep, but creates a lien. Once the loan has been repaid, the lien is lifted. Once the lien is lifted, the same document cannot be used to recreate a new lien. It was just an interesting idea. By Shtaris. I was like, what do you see from here? Taima Divim Chashibudo. I will say the only problem with reusing the loan document is what? That you can't recreate a new lien from a document that has an old and forgiven lien. But I will say, what do you see from here? We're not concerned that reusing a pre-written document has the appearance of a falsehood. Therefore, I will say, you see from here that the concept of Mechsek Shikra, that something looks like a falsehood, is not a problem. So I will say, so bottom line, Bottom line, how do we paskin? So I will say, we already saw, I already told you, I spilled the beans a little bit too early. I already saw you how we paskin by git, by gitin. By gitin, I will say, we paskin that Allah Chalamai said, Mishum Takonas Sofer, Mishum Takonas Sofer. Ultimately, again, you can go ahead and, you can go ahead and write what? Write what? The toe face of the get. You cannot write the Torah. Why not? Because the Torah has to be written the Shema. In addition to the Torah, which is the date, Name of husband, name of wife, location. What else can't you pre-write? Hare'at muteras l'chol adam. Right, that's part of the Torah as well. That's how we pass him. The Ramam then says that Allah once the husband then initiates the actual divorce process, you can write the Torah, write the Torah of the Shema, Adam sons. I will say, what about, what about my other shtaros? Interesting, the way we pass my other shtaros is, you can pre-write other shtaros. You can actually pre-write other shtaros. The one thing you can't put in in other shtaros is what? A date. Because also remember again, at least in loan documents and sell documents, ultimately again, date creates a lien. Predating the date creates an artificial lien, but you can pre-write the document and it doesn't have the appearance of Mexico. Shikara Bosai Shikoyah. Alright, Khervan Zoom, have a great day everyone. Good to see everyone.